0: Let's turn in our Bibles to Numbers chapter (inaudible) 6. Numbers chapter (inaudible) 6. We'll begin reading in verse 22. This is Numbers 6. 22. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. So God spoke to Moses to tell his brother Aaron to bless them this way with the words of God. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you Shalom, or peace. Now, this is one of the most famous blessings, if not the most famous blessing in the Bible. And here in Israel, we usually speak this over the people at every meeting. But in recent months, uh, I had a slight concern that if we're not careful, we'll just get religious about this. And these will just become beautiful words, but not really impact us the way they should. In the the last last verse of this chapter, verse 27, which is part of the blessing, but which is hardly ever said, you shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. These were not the words of Aaron or Moses. These are the words of God. Let's pray. Lord, I ask you that you will speak to us through your blessing to your people. That we will hear your heart. That we will receive the reality of what you're saying to us. Lord, take his past the familiarity of this blessing into what you really mean it to do to each individual. We thank you for this awesome blessing. And I ask you to bless this word. Bless me and Jonathan and the other translators with a fresh anointing. And open our hearts to receive this word in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. You see, God wants to bless. Elohim He is the fountain of all blessings. He always wants to bless His people. But I believe that many, many believers don't receive the blessings of God or or understand them. I began studying this. It's basically 12 words in Hebrew poetry. It's wonderful in Hebrew. And each one is pregnant with deep, deep spiritual. Meaning. But I began to ask myself, why did he give this blessing then? When we teach Bible, we talk about what's the context, what was going on. And if you study the five chapters that precede this in the book of Numbers or Bamid Bar, which means in the desert. Chapter, You'll see that God did a lot of things with his people and then released this blessing. And as you look at the blessing, it's the Lord's holy promise to a purified and prepared people to march through the desert into victory in the promised land. He gave them the blessing They were to walk in the blessing. The blessing was to be a reality for you and me we would go all the way into all the promises of God. Now we know that they failed. Most of them died in the desert. Caleb and Joshua went into the promised land. Why why did they fail? If they had understood this glorious promise from God, that I'll keep you They wouldn't have been wanting to turn around and go back to Egypt. And when you study the first five chapters, you see that a census is taken. All the tribes are numbered. Leaders of each tribe are appointed. The people uh, become family. And the families come together. The twelve tribes camp in the desert, or the tabernacle of wilderness in the wilderness is in the middle. The presence of God is in the middle. Every tribe has his banner which the leader has. The pe- the pe- there's order everywhere. And so the Lord brought the congregation in the wilderness into God's divine. Order. Okay. The Levites were sanctified. They were assigned who would carry the ark. And it's a picture, as you study the first six chapters, of beautiful, beautiful Holy Spirit order over a couple of a million people. In the desert. So what that speaks very deeply to me is when a ministry when a family when a marriage when a single person is in right relationship in order with their brothers and sisters. God commands the blessing that's where the blessing is and many times if there's disorder things are out of order the people don't experience the blessing and so here we are after these five wonderful chapters getting everything in order and God looks down with favor and says to his man Moses tell your brother this is the way I will bless my people. God wants to bless us. You know, we'll look at verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. We use the word blessed in Hebrew all the time in Israel. You, you meet a neighbor and say, Amen, Says, Baruch Hashem it means Blessed is the name it, You know it can mean nothing but, but you know, maybe you don't even believe in God but it's Baruch Hashem But there's a lot of blessing going on in this land The question is is it is it really blessing? Because blessing is an awesome word The <laughs> root. The root comes from this. The mikan. The root comes from knee. This is my my barakh. This is my knee. My brachim. These are my two knees. So you get a blessing. But it has something to do with knees. It means It's the sense of kneeling. A blessing is when you go before someone who has awesome authority and power and you kneel and you actually get their power and their blessing. For instance, when Isaac blessed Jacob. He, he blessed him with the blessing that it was on father Abraham those who curse you will be cursed and those who bless you will be blessed That's what he... then Esau came in and started wailing and travailing that don't you have a blessing for me I didn't get the blessing and you can, you, you can see Jacob as he's dying blessing the children of Joseph and there's something that's imparted through the blessing and so the Lord, says, the Lord says to us today that the Lord will bless you if we will submit to him if we will humble ourselves if you want to be blessed blessing is in humility. He resists the proud. You know, there's, there's a great painting. I went and found it on the internet last night a painting of Rembrandt it's of the Internet. I've always loved it it's of the prodigal son and in the painting you see the father you know the father was looking for his son and when the son came home the father blessed him and in the painting the boy you're looking at the painting the boy is kneeling down down with his back to where you are <laughs> and his, 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 his feet are dirty his sandals have worn out there's like stuff in his hair and the father is reaching over him and, and blessing him and the older brother is standing there judging the whole thing it's such a picture so, of Our name. father. Blessing his children. It's all through through the Bible. But this this is our Father in Heaven. Saying, I will bless you. I will will honor you. I will receive you. I will impart power for success. I will impart fruitfulness. I will impart my presence. I will impart prosperity. It's an impartation. And God says tell them I'm going to impart my power upon them. I wonder we're not told you know there were a lot of people there. <laughs> <laughs> there were, at least there were probably two million people <laughs> in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> <And> imagine <laughs> Aaron getting up and says, God says, I will bless you and keep you. Did a couple million people get down and go? Oh my God there's giants in the land there's snakes in the desert we don't have any food but it comes every morning but he said he's going to impart favor to them. or did some of them well that's okay and did they start grumbling those people did not receive the blessing <laughs> because you receive it on your knees like the incredible son the father lifted him up and took him into the party hallelujah you know what is God's first action after he created Adam and Eve. What was the first thing he told him? He blessed him. He said be fruitful and multiply he's a blessing God God's a blesser he wants to bless all the time but if people don't humble themselves they don't get the blessing so here he says not only will I bless you I will keep you you see Adam and Eve lost the blessing why? because they rejected the, the, the favor that he put upon them and tried to do things on their own he said I have given you authority over everything. And they lost the blessing. So here they are in the desert. The children of Israel, and He says I will keep you. He says say it again. Isn't it, thatomic- in Hebrew it's wonderful. I'll guard you. you know, if you have a shomer chatul no, not a Shomer Keleb, excuse me. A Shomer. We have a Shomer Khatul, but he sleeps all. We have a cat that sleeps all the time, excuse me. If you have a guard dog, <laughs> he guards the place. Our cat doesn't guide the place. But if you have a guard dog, he guards your property. If, if you have military guards outside, they guard so somebody can't come in and blow people up in a restaurant. So God says, I'll bless you. I'll impart my character to you. I'll give you favor. I'll do wonderful things for you. I'll take you into my promises. And while you go, I'll keep. I'll guard you. I'll take care of you. I mean, what kind of blessing is this? that I will keep you I will keep you from the evil one if you cry out to the Lord he will guard you and protect you Yeshua came to defeat the works of the enemy and he did it, hallelujah he will protect us from the evil one he will protect us from enemies he will protect us from sin we are kept by the power of God through faith. Our part is the the faith. faith. He's got all power. power. You need to believe it. We need to keep ourselves in the love of God. God. Jude, Jude 21. How do we keep ourselves in the love of God? We'll meditate on this every day. This will do it. That's, the of God. That's God saying, "I want to bless you, David." "I want to bless you, Jonathan." I want to bless you, Frank I want to bless want some blessing? Come to me. I want to bless you spend some time with me receive the blessing it's it's the father's love saying I want to bless my children not only that he just made a move he used to live over there and now he lives in Haifa I want to tell you a secret he'll keep you if you stay on your knees if you have faith Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He'll keep you. He'll keep you when the rockets come he in. He will guard us. He guard us. never slumbers nor sleeps. Hallelujah. Now he will <laughs> this is just the first part. He'll bless and keep you. It gets better and better. Do you know anybody that's been kept by the power of God? <laughs> <School in> <laughs> me and my wife, only... Anybody been kept by the power <odorless fruit> of God? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, verse 25. <laughs> oh, this is so awesome. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Say it again. Okay, he's talking to a million people. And this is singular. He's talking to everyone in the camp. The you in the Hebrew is to you and to you and to you and to you and to me and to you and to you, every one of us. So he says. The, the Lord make His face shine upon you. The Lord, the Lord will do it. The Lord will make His face shine. All we need to do is turn and look at Him. <laughs> How How are are <laughs> with one look of your f- eyes, you ravish my heart. He, <laughs> he says in the song. The he says. I will make his face shine upon you. It's wonderful prayer. It means to shine. It means to give light. To, to give understanding, understanding. To give insight. To, to give revelation. It means to warm you. Will you feel the warmth of the Father's law? Making his face shine upon you. What kind of God is this? When he says, I want to shine on you. I want to shine on you. I want to warm you. I want to guide you. I want to lead you. I want to reveal things to you. I want to brighten things for you. People walk around with a spirit of heaviness. And he I want to remove that spirit of heaviness. I want to brighten your life
1: and your marriage
0: and your walk and you everything you do. He says, he will make his face shine upon you. Your face is your personality. <laughs> a few people are laughing, a few people are going, uh-oh. <laughs> Don't have a long face. Your fa- He says, I want my personality, my character to shine upon <laughs> you. The favor of his face. Do you know his pleasure? <laughs> He's delighted in his children. The Lord's portion is his people. Where is portion? He delights in us delight Amen. yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. But you got to do some delighting first. <laughs> if he delights in you, why shouldn't we delight in him? He dances over you with singing. He's quiet in his love. That's, that's what the word of God tells us. So he says, My face, my personality, my character. I wanted to shine all over you. Where does he get the light? He He doesn't need anything. He's self-sufficient. He delights in worship. He does. That's what the scripture says. He delights in the worshiper. What does he experience? When you stand there and you worship him and he inhabits the praises of his people he comes down and changes changes that. It's this wonderful harps and bowls <laughs> the, the bowls of our prayers and the harps of our praises and he answers and he blesses and he blesses and he blesses I call it the favor of his face I, somebody else I know wrote a book about that or I heard it somewhere I don't remember but the favor of his face I like it it's the smile of God. When we came back from Europe a couple weeks ago, when we got home, I slept for 14 hours without moving. I was exhausted. And I was saying to Karen, there's blessing. We're, We're blessed. We're blessed people. We're blessed to have these wonderful things. Brothers and sisters in London We're these wonderful new friends that I now have in Sicily and Rome and she, and she, she starts weeping and she says they're all flowers the, the body is all these beautiful flowers everyone's unique each one has a, this, the aroma of Yeshua whether they're from Malaysia or from Seattle or from Israel or Arabs or Jews the body of Messiah is this wonderful garden and the Lord looks And and he he sees all of this and, and you experience the favor of his face. The young Disciples that are moving into ministry here like this young man. And a lot of other young people, men and women around here. It's the favor of his face. You just just, bask in in the shining warmth of his face. It's this holy bridal relationship He says, they looked at me and were radiant. We've had a couple of weddings here recently. The brides were radiant. The brothers and sisters were radiant. Hopefully the people that didn't know the Lord yet have gotten radiance since then. But we are supposed to radiate the favor and the smile of God. Listen, the Lord. Think about this. You're in the desert. You were a slave. You don't have anything except the promises of God they should take you to Canaan. Food comes once a morning. You're scared. Your kids are crying. You don't have, you don't have any luxuries. And God says, I will make my face shine upon you brothers and sisters this blessing if we would get just a little taste of it that father God longs to shine his face on each one of us now God loves everyone equally In my experience, not everyone seems to have the same favor. So I've asked the Lord, why? Why is it that if you loved every one of those slaves that came out of Egypt, why is it that so many of them did not receive Or experience your favor. And I think there's one answer. The reason I believe is this. The people that really live in the favor of God, they pursue Him. They pursue Him. They run after Him. They love Him with all their heart. No matter what is going on. And you'll talk with people and try to help people. Maybe they're critical, they have a critical spirit or something and they start to blame shift and it's always somebody else's fault not theirs. And And you say, how have your times with the Lord been? And they'll say, I really haven't had time. And you know what? That's why they don't know the favor of the Lord. There are people here in this congregation that every time you get together with them, you you, you taste the favor of the Lord on them. And you know why? Because they pursue God. it's It's as simple as that. They turn and look at him and the favor of his face comes upon him. if if he wants to meet with you and talk with you early in the morning and and you leave it's not that you just didn't meet him face to face you turned your back on him and so if you want to receive the ironic blessing in its fullness. It means you cannot ignore intimacy with Yeshua. The blessing is for each one individually. I need to want it every morning. Every, every evening. I need to get a hold of God. Hallelujah. And you experience the favor of God. He speaks. I mean, God speaks. To us. Now, if you don't pursue God, I mean, it, really spend time with him. It is a serious violation, I believe, of our covenantal relationship with him. Because he says, I'll bless you and keep you. But we need to keep ourselves in the love of God. His keeping power is there all the time. But if we walk past him or away from him, we're breaking our covenantal relationship with him. I was reading the Song of Songs, Song of Solomon this morning. That incredible love story story of the bride and the bridegroom. And at one point he comes to her door The anointing oil is pouring all over him, gets on the door handle of her room. And the bridegroom wants to spend time with the bride. And she says, Oh, I already took off my shoes, and I, you know, I don't think I, I don't want to do this. So he leaves then she realizes oh I really do want to spend time with her. and she goes to the door and he's gone you see she was violating the relationship God wants us to pursue him and he's, he's pursuing us all the time thank God he got me in New York City many years ago he pursued me he chased me now When we look at the favor of his face, make his face shine upon you. And be gracious to you. We throw the term grace around. And and there's a wonderful, wonderful man of God uh, who was a German leader who died in the Holocaust who wrote a book called the... um, cost of discipleship. Amen. And he said before the Nazis hung him that the problem with the body of Messiah was cheap grace. You see, grace costs the Lord everything. Ch'en, or chesed in Hebrew. The word grace, it means the favor of God for somebody that doesn't deserve it. But we think a lot of times we deserve it. He rejects the humble. I mean, I mean, excuse me, he rejects the proud. He gives grace to the humble. So he says here, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Has he been gracious to you? Your salvation, your forgiveness, your sanctification, your empowerment, your, your divine enablement, it's all grace. And he says in the Brita in the New Covenant, May all grace abound to you. God says, I want you to have oceans and oceans and oceans and oceans of grace. He says, may all grace abound to you. Have all sufficiency for every good work. That's, that's grace. But we need to come boldly to the throne of grace and get some. If you try to do it on your own, you will run out of grace and your face won't be shining. It won't be reflecting his face shining upon you. Now... Look what it says, the next verse. It's even better. Verse 26. 26. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Isn't this incredible? <laughs> this is even deeper than face to face. He says, lift up his manifest presence and put it on you. It's a taste of the glory of God. He will lift up his countenance and put it on you. He will come and make His abode with you. He will come and live with you. His presence will be tangible in your relationship with Him. In your marriage. In your relationship with your children. He will lift up His countenance upon you. If Eric... The leader of House of Victory. If he will spend time on his knees, if he will humble himself, to get the blessing that, that you get on your knees, the Lord, Lord will lift up his countenance upon him, his wife, his, his girls. Al- And the two or three hundred drug addicts and alcoholics that he's worked with. The the countenance of God will be in the place. It will be the manifest presence of God. If we will humble ourselves under his mighty hand, he will lift us up in due time. So he says, he will lift up his countenance. Now, Do you know the presence of God? Do you know in a meeting when the presence of God is doing certain things? We are stewards of that presence. We're stewards of the presence of God. If you know the presence, you don't ever want to live without it. If you want to know that the presence of God is on you and in you, one of, one of our uh, youth, young, young ladies, she, uh, when I was at a youth meeting a couple of months ago, she they have testimonies there. And I've known this young lady since she was born. And she said, I was in the meeting on Shabbat. And I didn't experience the presence of God. And she had tears in her eyes she said and I wanted the presence and And I went outside after the meeting and I asked the Lord about it and the Lord said I'm present and she felt this peace And she felt this warmth. You you know why that young lady is moving into living and stewarding the presence of God? Because she pursues him. It's as simple as that. To pursue the Lord. Whatever it takes. Turn off the mobile phone. Turn, Turn off the computer. That's the 700th time I've said that in the last five years. <laughs> you, people don't do it. Don't try to get the word of the Lord from what somebody said on the internet. Get on your knees and get it from the world. Then maybe you'll get a word from somebody, and it will confirm what the Lord's already said to you. So he says, Lift up his countenance upon you, the presence. You know, sin robs us of fellowship. With God. Why? If there's sin in me that I know about, and I haven't confessed it, and it's in there, it, it grieves the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's the presence. Now, it robs me of fellowship with God. But, but have you ever thought of this? It robs God of fellowship with me. We rob God because we simply won't come to him and if we've hurt somebody go and say I'm sorry we're walking unforgiveness or whatever it is looking at filth on the internet and and just keep doing it whatever it happens to be and, and we're robbing God of fellowship with us. We need a steward. The, the presence. It's wonderful to live with a worship leader. One that happens to pursue him. Oh, praise God, she's pursuing in one room, and I'm pursuing in another room, and. I walk in there and I don't want to mess with what's going on there. I just want to get into it. But the presence of God, the countenance of God. God told the children of Israel. This is what I'm I'm going to take you right through the desert and we're going to go right into the promises. They lost the blessing. Moses, Moshe, Aaron, leaders of the tribes, they must have been having funerals every day. None of them made it except two, and they didn't. Receive the blessing. I mean, it should be heartbreaking for us and a warning for us. But imagine the long suffering heart of God that He was robbed of all that fellowship. Now He says, The Lord will make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord will lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. Perfect peace. Shalom is something that's purchased. Shalom, that's all. Yeah. If I go to the store and he say I I say Ani rotsel leshalem something I want to buy some the same route. מחנות אנחנו רוצים אני רוצה לשלם על משהו זה אותו שורש של שלום. What does this mean for us? מה זה אומר? Yeshua sar shalom. Yeshua hu sar shalom. Jesus is the prince of peace. Yeshua sar shalom. He's the he is the the author and finisher of our faith but it means he purchased our peace for us it cost him everything that you and I could have perfect peace and he says here I want to bless you with shalom we say Shabbat Shalom today praise God but if you walk out of here you'll say it to 50 other people on the street and they have Don't know that their peace has been purchased by Yeshua. When you and the nations pray for the peace of Jerusalem, which I hope you do because you're commanded to do it, it means a peace that has been purchased. It means salvation. It means fullness. It It means holiness. It means wholeness. It means integrity. And he says, I'll give you my shalom. Perfect peace. It's not just the absence of hostilities. That's what the world thinks it is. It means peace with God. There is no shalom for the wicked. It's been purchased, and there's one way back to the Father through the blood of Yeshua. So, so he says, and give you shalom. Perfect peace like a river. I will extend peace to her like a river, he says to Jerusalem. Now, let's look at this again. He'll bless you. You get on your knees you'll get the blessing you don't have to necessarily get on your knees your heart needs to get on its knees <laughs> some, <laughs> some of us have knees that don't work so good anymore it means humbling an attitude of humility if you will simply that's pursuing God you're the king of kings and here I am who am I that you are you know read Psalm 8 yeah that'll humble you and so if you do if you humble yourself he says I will bless you. I'll give you everything you need and I'll keep you. I'll make my face shine upon you. I'll put my presence in your life like you've never experienced. And I'll give you perfect peace. Anybody in here need shalom? peace today? (laughs) Amen. He says, I'll give it to you. This is the God that we serve. He wants to bless, 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 bless. If we just meet with him. He wants our fellowship. Now the part that's always, for some reason, left out. Verse 27. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Aaron was to say we're going to put his he told us to put his name his character on every one of you. But this is the Lord speaking through his intermediaries the, the leaders so he says I will impart God's character unto his people he'll give his character the character of Yeshua he will make us more like him he, he says that's my blessing I'll do it he you know you're a child of God. If you know him, you're an heir and and co-heir with Messiah, Messiah Yeshua. He wants to put his DNA, his character, his attitudes in you and me. Now, Yeshua has a whole series of blessings. One of them is blessed are the pure in heart. But they we'll see God. It's a heart issue. If you want to receive the fullness of the ironic blessing, it's for those that really have allowed the Lord to purify their hearts. They'll see him. And I think it means now. You, how You'll be face to face. The countenance of God will be upon you. Now turn to Ezekiel 34 for a moment. I believe this is a prophetic word for our community. And it may be for any of our visitors too. Usually is. Okay, Ezekiel 34, Verse 13. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel in the valleys and in all the inhabited places of the country. Who brought you here? If you're if you have moved to the land of Israel, you may think it was the Jewish agency or Ebenezer, but it wasn't. It was God. He said, "I will bring you here," and He says, "Verse 14: I will feed you in good pasture, and the fold will be on the high mountains of Israel." Here we are. This scripture is being fulfilled. is in a in a literal fulfillment at this moment we're on a high mountain of Israel the Lord has brought us back to the land we put the twelve stones around the altar represent the twelve tribes of Israel did he bring you here to get a car or an automobile? well I hope he blesses you with an automobile but he brought you here to meet the Messiah on the mountains of Israel. And and he said, not only that, I'll, I'll feed them in good pasture. He'll feed us with this. And he's doing it today. We're studying his word. He's fulfilling this at this moment. But it gets even better. There, there they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. Hallelujah. I will feed my flock. Have you fed on him today? He wants wants to feed you. He wants to face to face with you. He's the bread of life. You don't need the manna. You need the bread of life. Did you get into the scriptures? He spoke to me from the Song of Songs. Did he have you fed on him today before you even came? He says, I will feed you. You. And if some of our young guys run around too much and are too active all the time, he yeah. says, I'll make you lie down. Look. we have rivers as, of living water up here. Hallelujah. Listen if you will only listen to God he will make you lie down in green pastures if you will listen to his voice so he says I will make them lie down says the Lord verse 16 this is what we're doing this spring we're about to do we have a spring offensive going out on Mount Carmel to reach the lost sheep of the House of Israel. Who will seek them? Well, you will. Danny will Danny. some others Zev will Zav. Yusuf Dakwar is seeking the Arabs Yusuf Dakwar know, is seeking the Arabs Zakaria is seeking the Ethiopians that's good but look what it says here he says I will seek what was lost I will bring back what was driven away I will bind up the broken and strengthen what that which was sick I'll destroy the fat the strong among you and feed them in judgment so God says I bring you back to Mount Carmel why? that you will feed that you will get fat in the good things of the word of God and then I will go out and we'll find the hungry people and it's not just the, the, the Eritreans that are in Hadar now it's everybody in the nation and he says this look at verse verse 15 again I will feed my flock those who carry his name his character when he blesses you Why does he do it? So you can just take all your blessings and sit in your your house? He blesses you to bless others. We need to take the blessings to our people. The blessings of shalom, which means the blessings of salvation to begin with. Look at verse 26. I will make them in the places all around my hill a blessing. And I will cause showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of blessing. All around the mountain. New works popping up. Something at Bat Galim. Something at Yok Something in near Rothschild all over the mountain this is what's happening we just need to follow the leader as the king of kings and the lord of lords if we humble ourselves we receive his blessing for our city for our mountain he told us be like Caleb give me this mountain and now is the time If we will receive the blessing of the high priest, and take some of it to hurting people, glory to God, there are going to be showers of blessing all over the mountain. Verse 29. And I will raise up for them a garden of renown, and they shall no longer be consumed with hunger in the land nor bear the shame of the Gentiles. Thus they shall know that I, the Lord their God, am with them and they, the house of Israel, are my people, says the Lord. You are my flock. The flock of my pasture, you are men and I'm your God, says the Lord. How many of you want to really consistently live in the showers of His blessings? Of course you do. And this is how we do it. Turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews the fourth chapter. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 14. We don't go to Aaron anymore. Verse 14. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Yeshua, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, faith you need to believe by faith that things are going to turn and you're going to move into the favor of God not because I said it because because we studied it this morning and the word of God says it verse 15 We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly, boldly, boldly. Not in presumption, but boldly because of what Yeshua did to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need the Lord wants to bless you he, he wants you to experience his keeping power he, he wants to lift up his countenance שלו. upon you he, he wants to you to know, he wants to, to know his favor he wants, wants like you to, to know blessing like you've never known the only thing we have to do is come to do is come boldly to, 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 to the throne of grace to receive his favor, receive his favor. let's stand let's stand if you are in a situation where you know you are really in need, you need to come to the throne of grace boldly and believe by faith there will be a miraculous breakthrough. The Spirit said, said some of you have even given up on your children come boldly to the throne of grace in time of need come boldly to the throne of grace he He is a God of blessing he wants to bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you to be gracious unto you lift up his countenance upon you and leave this place in perfect, perfect if the Lord has been speaking to you you know he's been speaking to many of us he wants you to experience his favor he wants wants to to set you free from any depression any sense of being overlooked God doesn't overlook you he made you exactly the way you are he knows every hair on your head He wants to bless you, and he wants you to experience his favor, the smile of God, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Just come, and we're going to pray. Come, it doesn't matter where, what country you're from those of you that really want to come boldly to the throne of grace he'll meet you you can get on your knees if you can't, you can stand it's a it's a stance of your heart of humility We're going to sing the blessing over you. Lord, put these words in our hearts, change us. Pray this prayer together. Father, Avinu, Abba, call him Father. Abba, I thank you that you want to bless me and keep me. Thank you for so great a love that you promised to bless me and keep me. I know you want your face to shine upon me. Please shine your face upon me. As I look to you, thank you for your grace. I don't deserve it, but I receive it. Lift up your countenance upon me. I believe your word, you say you will. I will receive your shalom on the Shabbat. Forgive any sins in my heart. Sanctify me by your blood. Release me from the past. From all the negative thoughts. I, I feel some of you have been under a cloud of gloom. His showers of blessing they dispel the gloom. We rebuke this, this gloom. We rebuke this, this darkness. darkness. We are Yeshua, Yeshua, you are the light of the world. Bring the light into the situation. Shine your light into the situation. Give me revelation. Give me hope. I ask you right now, Holy Spirit, would you bring truth to every situation? There is hope if we have faith. Thank you, Lord. Now let me pray over you. Lord, you see all these people, you know every one of their needs. They're from Israel. They're from the ends of the earth. They are here just at this moment. And you said if we boldly come to the throne of grace, that you will meet our need. And here we are. It's not through any good thing in ourselves. It's It's because of the finished work of Yeshua, your son, on the cross. I pray shalom over you. I pray peace over you. Peace Peace where there's been unrest. Peace where there's been confusion, bring a great, great peace, Lord, that is beyond understanding, some people here need a massive miracle, you are able to do it, Lord, you brought us out of Egypt, you are able to do it, Lord, you brought us back from the ends of the earth, you said to the Soviet Union, go, and it fell in one day. Hallelujah! You're, you're able, Lord. Lord. You are God of miracles. We rebuke unbelief. And we thank you for what you're doing. I believe the Lord is saying, I'm taking you to higher ground You will take the mountain You will take the mountain Because the Lord is over the mountain As you reach out to Him on the upward call in Messiah He's going he take, take you to, to such a place in Him <laughs> You're going to have victories in your prayer life <laughs> You're going to have victories in your marriage You're going to have victories among your children <laughs> You're going to have victories on your work, in your workplace You're going you're to taste victory you're going to shine, and people are going to be drawn to the light. There will be victories in your ministry. The Lord is going to give you revelation and vision. That this is the way. Walk you in it. And we bless you, Lord. We bless you. <laughs> Glory to God. There's joy here. Listen, we serve a miracle where there's joy unspeakable. Oh, glory to Sing God. God. Woo! Lord, it's awesome what's coming. The showers, showers of blessing all oh, around right. the mountain. Showers of blessing. Send it on down, Lord. Open the heavens and send it on now down. Now let's all stand together. I want you to reach out to the Lord with your hand. This is not something religious. This is just showing him that you are dependent on him. And as you do that, hear the blessing in your heart like never before and receive it. Let's start in Hebrew. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom in the name of Sar Shalom the Prince of Peace God bless you Shavuot Atav a great week let's thank the Lord